0: Welcome to another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. My name is Charles, and with me, as always, is my co-host and lifelong friend, Dylan.
1: I'm ready to talk some fantasy with my friend, Charles.
0: I'm ready to talk some fantasy with my friend as well. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Friends just talking fantasy with each other, and... This is a special one because you have a series that you want to talk about that you've read that I have not. So I figured I'd turn it over to you and let's have this conversation about this uh, this fancy series that you want that you want to share your opinions on with the world. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sound too upset that I
1: want to. Talk no, I'm about excited. This. I'm excited
0: because it's a. I didn't know this existed actually before you brought it up and. Uh, Well, I'll I'll let you introduce it. I'll let you introduce it.
1: Well, I'm glad you said that, Charles. First off, this is the Shattered Sea trilogy by Joe Abercrombie. Mm -hmm. And you, as someone who is a fantasy podcaster, a connoisseur, if you will, of all things fantasy. okay, in the know. In the know.
0: (laughs) Enthusiast, anyway. I don't know so much about how in the know I'm supposed (laughs) to be. But (laughs) I enjoy reading fantasy and talking about it with my friends.
1: Yes. And because of that, I think it is almost surprising that you and many others, I think, who are enthusiasts of fantasy like ourselves, have not heard of a trilogy published by Joe Abercrombie, the Lord (laughs) Grimdark
0: himself. The Lord Grimdark himself. I feel like of all the top tier... Fantasy authors, I feel like Abercrombie's kind of like the black sheep of the top tier. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what makes he has no that? movie deals, no TV deals. He's publishing trilogies I haven't heard about. You know, he, he's doing his own thing out there. He's always crushing it. But I feel like society, greater society, is needs to adopt more Abercrombie.
1: Oh, well, you're preaching the choir with that one, (laughs) Charles. I mean, that's the point of this episode, is that I'm going to try to get anyone who listens to our podcast anyway, who likes Joe Abercrombie, to check out this trilogy. So I guess I'll set the stage a little bit by telling you what the trilogy is about. Mm -hmm. I mean, first off, it's a young adult trilogy, and... Some people might think that's a little strange or dissonant with their image of Joe Abercrombie. And it's set in this kind of Viking Scandinavian type setting. Mm. And the, the first book uh, that's half a King is uh, following Yarvi. That's a, protagonist who is cast out of the a kingdom for which he is the rightful heir. And he's also got disability. He only has one usable hand. That's where half a king is. Uh, yeah. The c- title comes from that. And it's an interesting revenge story. And he basically has vowed to get his kingdom back. And it follows... Him. He's a little more of the Glockta or Tyrian mold where his mind is more his weapon than any actual fighting skills, but he kind of gets a little fellowship together. And, yeah. So is is this
0: part of the First Law universe, or is this something totally different?
1: Totally different. You don't need to have read First Law to jump into this series. So I think in... I think you're not alone in wondering that. Some people, when they vaguely hear of this, they're like, is this some sort of offshoot of the first law? No. In fact, if you're someone who's never tried Joe Abercrombie before, this gives you the opportunity to jump in with a book that, at least my hardcover copy, is only 333 pages and is young adult, reads easy. So I think it's actually... A potentially great entry point for Joe Abercrombie. I'd still recommend oh, okay. Blade itself, his first book in the first law, before I would recommend this for adults. But I will say it's a chance. And I <laughs> think it, the thing is here that I want people to know, even though it's young adult, that it still has all of that Joe Abercrombie magic as well. I think that's another reason why people haven't checked it out. Does it live up to his...
0: Because when I think of Joe Abercrombie, I don't normally think young adult because his subject matter is often very bleak and very gory and violent. You know, he's Lord Grimdark, you know. So how much of that, I guess, violence and nihilism, you know, where it's like, oh, I guess everything just sucks kind of mentality uh, get into this young adult series
1: a little bit less and i would say uh, it's not a bad thing necessarily (laughs) that that's the case Hmm. i will say i I like the first law and all the books in there more than i do like this but i still very 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 much like the shared sea trilogy i'd say it doesn't really have any of those negative connotations that are associated with young adult books or what people might be thinking. I know you're saying that you think Jarber Crombie, you probably think about uh, his willingness to curse, his willingness to have explicit sex scenes and lots of violence in his books. I'd say in this, the thing that makes a young adult is pretty much just that he toned that stuff down. I mean, there's no, sex scenes. I don't think there's any cursing or anything like that. Uh, Violent is present, but is less graphic than typical novels. There's a little bit less of that grim, cynical mentality, but certainly there. And there's, a, I mean, a coming-of-age story to pretty much all of these books. But I'll say Abercrombie does not pull any punches with the plot points that he gets across. He's willing to be ruthless in all the ways that we've come to love about him. Uh, I mean, in particular, I don't want to spoil anything in this episode, spoiler-free episode. I'm pitching a book series that people potentially have not read. So I'll just say there's a through line that is one of the overarching storylines throughout the trilogy where... It's, I've never seen anything like it done before, and it, it takes a willingness not to pull any punches. So I think it's just very Abercrombian in all the ways that we expect. And, and you can almost forget sometimes that it's young adult while you're reading it.
0: Yeah, I can believe that. You know, I'm scrolling through the Goodreads reviews right now, and it's got five stars reviews from Patrick Rothfuss, Brent Weeks, Robin Hobb. Like his Goodreads, page for for half a king is like really quite impressive so um i definitely can see that it is appealing wow bren weeks really wrote a whole thing (laughs) so (laughs) very very cool man i I, so i guess like when it comes to me now being like do i really want to read a a young adult series you know I, i think that's a part of it um does abercrombie kind of play with these I know you touched on this a little bit just now, but does he kind of play on these young adult tropes? Is it like I know you said it doesn't feel like young adult. In what ways is this like something that, in adults, someone far from his teenage years, like me, (laughs) very far, would would be interest would be would find anything interesting or relatable here?
1: I think you would find it interesting and relatable just because it's it's Joe Abercrombie writing incredible nuanced characters like he always does Hmm. i think that you again the reasons why it's young adult is just yeah there's not a lot of cursing there's not sex scenes there's not things like that and everything else you like about Joe Abercrombie mm. is likely to be there, you know? Say one thing for Joe Abercrombie, say he <laughs> writes really well-developed <laughs> characters. And I think while this is more focused on particular characters, given the smaller scope, less page count, those kind of things, even the side characters in here have great depth, you, there's more than meets the eye with all the characters where I think maybe that's something that might come up for people with young adults. Like, Oh, are they going to be fleshed out characters with depth? Yes. It's Joe Mm -hmm. Evercromby. Come on. Is it, it's
0: not like a teenage kid fighting against the dystopian society, that kind of thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's elements of it's coming of age Mm -hmm. and I think it's probably, that's what makes it young adult more than anything that, and of course, toning some of the stuff down but everything else is just Abercrombie doing Abercrombie things. And I think you'd probably forget that it's young adult for stretches of time while reading it.
0: That's pretty awesome, man. I wonder what made him decide to go into young adult, you know, maybe just to try something new, see if he could do it kind of a thing.
1: Yeah, I think. I don't want to <laughs> speculate without any information. I wonder if he was trying to break into new audiences and
0: mm-hmm. diversify that. the portfolio yeah. a little bit. Cause... I'm seeing here that it's like readers also enjoyed, and it shows um, Mark Lawrence's Prince of Thorns uh, it, and King of Thorns and Kings of the Wild. Would you say those are accurate? Um, like, hey, you liked Half a King, now go read Prince of Thorns or King of the Wild.
1: Uh, You know, I love Kings of the Wild. I will say the tone feels very different. Hmm. Maybe both have, you know, it's Abercrombie's voice, so there's kind of this, like, dry snarkiness to it that's always going to come across when he's writing. Uh, and I think Kings of the Wild is very funny, too, so maybe that's what people are picking up on. Hmm. But I think Prince of Thorns, though, way, 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 way more ruthless and grimdark than this young adult series <laughs> I think maybe the aspects of a young person of royal heritage being oh, cast yeah, sure. out and seeking revenge is what's happening in both of these. So I will say the Shattered Sea trilogy, though, I want to make sure I get this across to sure. folks. It starts with Yarvi's story and Half a King, but it does actually move on with each book to different point of views. So there are never repeated point of views oh. in yeah separate books throughout the trilogy, which does have some really cool elements. Charles, I know you like this a lot when we get some different point of views in The Magicians, you'll talk about this
0: yeah, uh, but even in Abercrombie, like, reading bit. the standalones, it's like you recognize those characters yeah. from the main trilogy, and then you're like, oh, hey, he's making, like, a guest appearance in this book. That's pretty cool, you know? So, yeah, <laughs> I've always loved that kind of stuff. Like you said, in yeah. the magicians as well, they've got different characters popping in and out, you know? It's very cool. Y-
1: yeah, I think you get a lot of that cool feeling of seeing characters that you know from the previous books. Oh, right, it's right. It's more than guest appearances, but it. They're it's definitely like still parts of the plot. Seeing
0: Quentin from the outside in versus yes. being in his head the whole time. Got you. Got yeah, you.
1: that's what I was getting at. So, when you see a character that you've come to know well from a new person's point of view in a later book, mm-hmm. it's interesting to see how they are perceived by this new character given the new character's experiences oh, and all that fun. kind of stuff and <laughs> the ways in which the past characters have changed. Yeah, so I So, you stuff. get this new. <laughs> set of point of views with the later books. And they're all really interesting. Lots of good female characters throughout the series. Uh, There's uh, Sumael, Thorne, and Skara, who are awesome. And a lot to love, I think, about this series. And I just want to give it the exposure that I... (laughs) I mean, not that I have the platform to really do that uh, here at FDF, but I want to do my small part in trying to give this the exposure that it deserves as just another amazing installment from Joe Abercrombie.
0: Wow. Well, you piqued my interest. So as it, how is it? It It's a trilogy, right? So there is an overarching story, even though each book is a different POV, essentially. It tells yeah. one like complete story.
1: Yes. It tells a complete story that is events going on in this world. I don't think more than that because of, uh, uh, well, what I can say is the books are called half a king, half the world, and half a war. Mm -hmm. So I'll let people fill in the gaps of what kind of things are happening. And I'll say it tells a complete story where there's a clear through line between all these, while having the benefit of, hey, if you pick up this first book, Half a King, like I said, point of views don't repeat. So Abercrombie is telling you a complete story here in that first one. And if you don't like it for whatever reason, though I think you will if you like Abercrombie's other work, mm-hmm. then you don't have to pick up the next one. You will have gotten a complete story. And I know
0: one of my biggest and this is, you know, really minor criticisms was the ending of the trilogy for First Law. How is like am I gonna feel a similar way? Like how does this story end? Is it really like a final feeling ending or is it kinda one of these things that's like, oh, open to more books or more series or, you know, it's not it's more subversive than it is final, you know, does Abercrombie get into all that? I would say that... Without spoiling every, anything?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll just say everything outside of the main first Lost series that Abercrombie has written has a more, I guess, final feeling ending. <laughs> I, nice. I don't know how to speak too much about it without getting into spoilers, uh, but I'll say that, yeah, I would say this is though there's some subversion elements that play a role because it's Abercrombie these endings will not leave you feeling that way if if you were to read them Charles
0: okay that's hey that sounds awesome so I guess one of the last things we should talk about is obviously if you've read Abercrombie and you liked it you should pick these up but who else would you recommend this series to just in passing some what are some clues that people give you that you'd be like hey you might want to try this
1: I'm not sure, Charles. I think that th- that naming the Broken Empire trilogy, if you like that revenge story element, or really like, I guess if you liked things like Kill Bill, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. Like trying <laughs> okay. to, like, I'm just trying to think of things that have that vengeance aspect to them. I think that I would recommend it to, <sighs> I don't know how much of our audience falls into this category, but... I would recommend it to folks who legitimately are too young to have read or like have their parents let them read Joe Abercrombie's First Law trilogy, so if right? They, if you're yeah,
0: so like just young adult fans in, in general, yeah. like people who've read um, Mockingbird J and uh, Hunger Games and all those kinds of young adult books might want to give this a try to be more into the fantasy world. Yeah, I think it's like Red Rising is also kind of like a young adult, not really. So, it's like you see a lot of sci-fi in 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 YA. So, I guess it's like uh, this is kind of if you hey, if you like young adult, dabble dabble in this.
1: You know who else Charles it would be potentially parents? who love joe abercrombie Mm
0: -hmm. and want to
1: share a joe abercrombie story with their kids and enjoy that together i mean right you want young adult not like middle grade or something aged kids because there there are elements that make it uh, inappropriate i would say for too young an audience but it is young adult it sticks to that and i think yeah if you love joe abercrombie and maybe you have kids in that young adult range, you want them to see what the fuss is about, then this could be a great bonding experience for you.
0: Nice. This could be like, get these kids while they're young into modern fantasy, you know, get them hooked on half a king, half the world, half a war. And then, uh, you know, when they are old enough, be like, hey, now you can try First Law and all these other fantasy. You can try Game of Thrones. You can try, Sanderson, Rothfuss, the whole gambit.
1: Yeah, that's how I feel. If if you're that age, if you're in the young adult range and you end up really liking this Shattered Sea trilogy, then I think that's a great sign that when you're old enough, <laughs> you'd like a lot of these more grim dark feeling or dark uh, gritty fantasy, especially that by Joe Abercrombie so yeah
0: very cool any i mean uh, you piqued my interest if we if we weren't already reading all of his (laughs) um like first law world books and all of wheel of time i would probably pick this up but it's definitely on the top of my to read pile
1: oh i thought of another charles if you like vikings Like Vikings Uh, uh, or Viking TV. I know there's a show called Vikings. If you really liked that, I don't know if that appeals to you a lot. Then it is a unique setting.
0: Yeah, it's a departure from the like medieval swords and sorcery stuff we're used to. So that was interesting as well. That it's like this like seafaring Viking type (laughs) warlike king setting. So yeah, very cool.
1: Yeah, and that's pretty much my piece that's what i have to say on this awesome trilogy by joe abercrombie check it out if you like joe abercrombie if you're in that ya age and you haven't gotten the chance to read him but are curious
0: the shattered seas series say that 10 times fast <laughs> i think
1: it's the shattered sea trilogy is the best way to
0: uh, well know. goodreads has it as shattered sea series when i click a button but oh, that does not yeah, mean it's yeah. right uh, it's for sure the trilogy well there are Um, three books (laughs) three books and you definitely want to check it out although oh yeah they consider like the trilogy bound in one book as a like a another work which is why they call it a series but okay but anyway check it out joe abercrombie i know it's at the top of my reading list and uh is it yeah i i seriously do want to read it like i've wanted to read so much more Abercrombie. I just have not gotten around to it. It's one of those things that's like everything I've read by him, I've been really entertained. And um, I just keep trying to try different authors all the time to, to, to fill out my reading schedule. And he's someone I just am always wanting to go back to. So any excuse would be good for me.
1: Yeah, well, I'm entirely in favor of that. I love Joe Abercrombie. That's why we're doing this episode, because any chance I get to tell people to read more Joe Abercrombie, I will take it. And yeah, I'm excited for us to get into our buddy reads of the First Law and and beyond in the First Law world soon.
0: For sure. So guys, check that out. And then check us out you know we're we're gonna be talking more abercrombie in the very near future so you do not want to miss those conversations um i guess we are i mean it's up have we said our piece are we ready to for the outro
1: i'm ready charles bring
0: on the outro all right here it comes All right, everyone, thank you for tuning in to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. If you like what you heard here today, do us a favor, toss five stars to our podcast. Super easy to do. Just find us on Apple and drop that review. You can also find us on social media at the FTF Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and the FTF Podcast with a number one at the end on Twitter. Go ahead, chime in, let us know. Have you read Shattered Stars? you like it, would you recommend it should other people read it let us know you can also send us an email at podcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you You know, we love our fans, we love hearing from you having that dialogue so don't be shy, come on now find us, just google Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast and uh, let us know what your thoughts are we'd love to hear from you nailed it Charles thank you, nailed it Thank you, Dylan, for sharing this series with all of us. I thought it was a great pitch. You got me excited. And um, thank you guys for listening again. And as always, go forth and conquer, friends.